0: Do you have a message that the world needs to hear? Do you want to make a living making a difference in the world? If so, this is the place for you. Welcome to the speakers, authors, and coaches podcast. Okay, well, Patty Aubrey, I'm so excited to be here with you today. Um, welcome, everyone, in the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network. It is my pleasure, privilege, and honor to be here with Patty Aubrey. And Patty, for those of you who don't know, can you you give us a brief introduction to yourself?
1: A brief introduction to myself. Okay. Well, uh, how? Where do you want me to start? From the beginning or? Brief well, let's just
0: say for for when you when you're at a. a a party or a social event and people say, hey, who are you and what do you do? What do you say?
1: I say I do a lot of things. Um, but what you probably most know me for is publishing the Chicken Soup of the Soul book series. And I was the, and, and I wouldn't normally say this at a party, so I'm, I'm just going to say, I would say I'm Patty Aubrey. But just for the viewer's sake, um, in, in charge of publishing 230 titles over 18 years for Chicken Soup, and I published uh, 14 of those books with my name on them. The other books, I just oversaw the, the whole production of that and mostly focused on production and marketing. That was most of my career. Been partners with Jack Canfield for 30 years. And in today's world, I'm really focused on uh, not just giving women permission to show up, speak up and stand up, but also to uh, teach anybody that wants to be a speaker, as you know, to go through our certification program that we created a couple of years ago. And for me, it was really important because I sat in the back of the room for years and never really did what Jack did. But when we sold chicken soup in 2008, I had this epiphany that I've been watching this genius present for all these years and I don't know if I could really do what he does. And so I sort of went on a mission to figure out the thought process behind the process of the genius of geniuses when it comes to training because he makes it look so seamless that it's almost impossible to see what you don't see. So unless you see black and white, good or bad, whatever it is, you just don't know where those pitfalls are. So spend a lot of time after selling chicken on a mission to create a very comprehensive certification program to allow anyone and everyone that has the desire to inspire others to be able to do it and to do it with confidence. And I use myself as the guinea pig. So. Here I am today. I train women around the world. I speak. Uh, I'm in the middle of writing a couple books. I have another um, another group and company in Raleigh, North Carolina called Goal Friends, like G-O-A-L Friends, which I'm really passionate about. And then really my whole permission project of just giving women permission to show up because I think, you know, I don't know how it was for you. I've been watching you grow over the years, but I think men just, they make a decision, they do it. Even if they're scared, they don't talk about it because they don't really have a lot of friends to talk to. Like most guys don't have that many friends. Whereas women, we tell everybody we know and you know, enroll them in our stories and why we haven't done it yet and why we should do it and all that good stuff. So my mission now is to say it's time to really share your dreams, share your goals, say them out loud. That's the first step, which is saying it out loud. And so often we might write them down, but we never tell anybody we have them. So that's, that's where I've been, and this is where I'm at now.
0: I love it. I think it's so fantastic what you're talking about. You've done so many things. Uh, quickly, I, I'd like to hear just in the comments if you have been affected by Patty's work. Now, this would include Chicken Soup for the Soul. This would include Success Principles, whether you've been to any Jack Canfield event or if you've worked with Patty in any way, shape, or form, I'd love to see in the comments, and she's gonna read those later and feel some warm fuzzies later, and uh, it's just really incredible how much she has done. You mentioned something there about giving permission, giving permission to yourself, and um, I I do agree there's certainly differences between men and women, but from working with both men and women and from myself, I, I see that's the biggest issue across the board with everyone. It's just giving yourself permission can you tell us? Can you tell us about a time when you needed to give yourself permission, where you wanted to do something, but maybe you weren't for a while. Maybe you're held back, and then once you gave yourself permission, you were able to do it, and you saw changes happen.
1: Well, I'll, you want the backside of this, the juicy story?
0: I sure do. Yes, I do. Absolutely. The
1: one that no one ever talks about.
0: That's the one that I want. Yeah.
1: So for years, even even in chicken soup. I was really the one that was running the production of it. And so, as much as it started out with Jack and Mark and I really collectively working together and working hard, we we had no money. Uh, I was driving a Dodge Colt, Jack was driving a Dodge van that was the color of Barney. You know, (laughs) my kids were smelling boxes because we were constantly like going to gigs and taking curriculum guides to gigs and stuff. And so, when we started to get kind of famous, it was all about Jack and Mark. And it was, it was, that was fine. I was young. I was 24 when I started. And then I did my own book at like 29. I think I hit my first bestseller list at 32 when I did Chickens for the Christian Soul. But in my head, I still believed that it was all about them. And I didn't embrace the, the moments of my greatness. I mean, I worked really, really hard, mostly in the middle of the night on my own projects because I told myself, I can't do somebody else, I can't do my project at work, I have to do all the other authors' projects at work. So it, I, I just started there and then over time, you know, it, it, I continued to do that and, and so I never really owned my success and I wasn't really present to actually um, enjoy my success or embrace it. And, and I was also building a family, so when the first Chicken Soup book came out, just about when it was gonna hit, I got pregnant with my first son, and I was freaked. You know, I remember walking into Jack's office saying, "I'm pregnant." You know, I thought it was be a bad thing. He's like, "This is great." And what I didn't realize is when you're pregnant and you're not drinking wine or eating anything bad, you have way more energy. (laughs) (laughs) Every year, like, yeah, you should gain eighty pounds every year. Um, But as the time went on, and I did more and more of that, and then I would, and we'd go speak and do something for authors. And I would say five words because I was always giving my power to him Unconsciously, He didn't know he's not a mind reader. And his thing has always been just to show up and speak up and do a good job. His commitment is to just change the world. And so at some level, I was waiting for him to say, you should really do this. But he didn't think about that. It wasn't his job to think about that. And so the longer I waited for him to say it, the more sort of passive aggressive, which is what Patty Aubrey stands for, PA, passive aggressive, I became, <laughs> and, and it was crazy. And then at one point, I just kind of had a meltdown and said, why don't you support me? He's like, what are you talking about? What do you need? And I said, I need you to, you know, tell me I'm good. And He said, well... I didn't know, and so over the years, I realized, and and it was in probably the the most frustrated point, and I remember where we were. We were driving home from a, a workshop, and I just said, "I am giving myself permission to be, you know, uh, B word." Let not say it live on Facebook, and and, and he's like, "You know, you just need to speak up." And I literally kept waiting for other people to kind of coddle me along. I think as women were more nurturing. And my job was always to say, come on, you can do this. Let's go. You're good enough. Even when he was afraid because he loves everything to be just perfect. And I just knew, I already knew he was amazing. So I would just be the one kicking him in the butt all the time. And I think I was just expecting that from him, but it was not his role. And and no one was kicking him in the butt the day he started self-esteem seminars. He did it because he wanted to do something different. And so it, I mean, it came like full circle and it took many years and And so for me, I think um, not wanting people to wait that long, you know, having to go through comparison games and then kind of feeling bad about myself. Why is anybody else noticing me or wanting to support me? I never asked for it. So, you know, and I never really said out loud. I remember the first chicken soup book I did. I was scared to death to even ask. And I remember my sister, she was working with me and she said, let's ask Jack and Mark if we can do chicken soup for their surviving souls, my mom. And I said, well, why would they let us do that? You know, I, I work here. It's, this is my job. And she said, well, why not? I mean, out of all the people you've supported them more than anybody in the world, of course it's, you deserve it. And I remember walking in that conference room and her kicking me under my table, my shins. And if you know me, I have kind of small legs and my shins are, there's not a lot of, other than bone and she's like torturing me. And I said, um, you know, could it, would it be okay if we, we really wanna do this book for our mom, she's got cancer and we wanna do a book on survivors. And, and literally in that moment I'm like, that's a great idea. And so if I hadn't had my obnoxious little sister kicking me, I, that could have been, I could have had a whole different life. You know, just because that ridiculous story that I wasn't worthy or why me, could have gotten in the way and that went on to allow me to do so many more books speaking events and different things but those are such defining moments that we choose and we take ourselves out of the game before anybody else does and it happens all it's all in here you know it's nowhere else and, and and that was the beginning and then I did that for a long time and I was very busy and I you know worked all through my 30s and early part of my 40s, really building this business and then we sold it. And that's when it gets really weird. So now you're, you know, you're sitting there and you're thinking, now what do we do? And do we reinvent another thing? And, and then we decided together to let's go full circle and come back and teach everyone what we know, how we built this big brand by using the principles we've always lived by and hence the success principles was born. But that that was actually born about four years prior to selling. So we were ready for it because I typically would look at what's next. And even then, Jack said, I don't want to do this. I'm not ready to go to New York yet. I need more time. You're going. So I was kind of the boss of him in a way, as my kids would say. My kids would say, Mom, you're the boss of Jack at work, but at home, Dad's the boss. And so, you know, so that happened. And then we started doing it. And then I had to do it all over again. So there's never a moment that you've arrived that all that stuff goes away it's just constantly there and and for me you know the equation equals plus R equals plus o right so yep. all the events that happen in our lives that's the e they're so neutral but we tend to give them story and meaning and when we do that we we then and we don't intentionally respond we sort of um, unconsciously uh, we don't even respond we sort of react. And so it, it was, it's been a, a process for me for 30 years about, wait a second, I have a choice here. Every day is a choice of how I'm going to intentionally respond. Am I going to give myself permission to eat the cake? Not eat the cake. Get up early, go for a walk, not go for a walk. Uh, have a negative self-talk or cancel that out with something positive. You know, it's, a, it's every single little thing adds up to something bigger. And so, you know, that was probably my defining moment after chicken, when I finally was old enough to be so miserable and my, not, and I had a great life, but I was frustrated all the time. And I was projected, I, w- I was really putting it out on other people when really I was as frustrated with myself. And yeah. so when I really got that, my response, whether frustration or wait, this is an opportunity for me to move forward through that fear, to lean into whatever it was, to ask for what I wanted, to say, no, this doesn't work for me anymore. Whatever it was, that was like the moment of liberation of, oh my gosh, that R, that response that we have, or that reaction is so, it's, it's the, the journey to freedom, to liberation, to uh, more self-awareness, you know? So that, it's, it's been a constant struggle, and I, I think on one level, It means that I'm not a narcissist. It means I'm human. But on the the other level, it's like, if you wanna get it done, you have gotta just do it and survive it. And then with that survival comes more self-confidence. Yes. There's no other way.
0: Yes. I I love what you're sharing here because I, I think that a lot of people watching this, listening to this, they think once I arrive, I won't have these kind of mental gymnastics going on. I won't have the kind of emotions going on. And here you are. Uh, I, I looked it up recently, Chicken Soup for the Soul, is the, it's, it's number 13 as the most successful book series of all time. That's incredible. Yeah. Most successful you know, number thirteen most successful book series of all time. You know, where the, the things that are in front of you are are you know series like Harry Potter, you know. I mean I mean those are the kind of books every book that's in front are these um, absolute phenomenons, as is Chicken Soup for the Soul. Everyone knows what chicken soup for the soul is, even if they don't know who Jack Canfield is, or they don't know what success principles is. Every single person you go, Oh, chicken soup for the soul. They go, Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. And here's you who really built this from the ground up behind and you are still having those same things. And I think it's such a great thing for people to hear for them to understand that it doesn't go away. And I also just want to thank you and commend you for being willing to talk about that.
1: Well, I think it's real because I think, and I think Chicken Soup probably the um, in self help has been the number one book, the, the most books sold.
0: Actually, yeah, because the, the all the, the the twelve that are in front, none of those are uh, nonfiction. They're all they're yeah they're all fiction. So I believe that Chicken Soup of the Soul is the number one most successful uh, nonfiction series of all time.
1: Right. And so with that, and, and now anybody in self-help, they know of it or unless they're 10 or 12, right? You know, they starting to be that gap. I always look at, did you read chicken soup for the kids soul? Like, uh-huh. I can identify the decade now where I might be able to connect with them. But, um, but really, I think we created this illusion that it's supposed to be easy. And I, I hear all the time from people, authors and speakers and trainers. Oh, I'm working on three books.
0: Well, it's one mm-hmm. thing
1: if you're working on three books and you have co-authors and they're qualified and they have a platform and they're articulate and they know how to edit and you have a deal going on. But Chicken Soup, the first book, we started in 1989. We didn't, we couldn't get a publisher. We finally got one in '93. We didn't get a check until '95. Literally, mm. 95. we would buy books from six the years and not pay them back, and we'd go sell them in the back of a room. And so when when people say oh i'm working it's i can't stress enough how important it is for the power of focus you've got to do something you've got to do it really well it takes a lot of time and you have to market it and we marketed it every which way i mean i would sell them out of the back of my car to flea market i sold them at nail salons i sold them at my hair salon down in la and you know everywhere i looked it was is that person a candidate for chicken soup. So if you walked in my door in my company where we had a little office in Culver City by LAX, and if you walked in to sell me something, you could bet your bottom dollar, you're going to walk out with a chicken soup book. And so my whole life was chicken soup to the point where sometimes my friends would say, you know, you want to come over for dinner tonight? Could you just like lay off on that thing you're working on.
0: <laughs> that was
1: intense. But it takes that obsession and that passion to make it work. Yes. And so it was like looking for alignments of, of other avenues of distribution, skill path, Fred Prior training. They were part of what helped us really spread the word. So it didn't start this way, and it's really, really hard. And I tell a lot of authors that I meet with, expect to go on a roller coaster ride, and yes. it will... Feel like the Prozac experience. Some days it's amazing. That like at, at midnight I'm thinking, "What was I thinking?" But at seven in the morning, I'm like, "Game on!" You yes. know. So yes, it's, it's a process. But I mean, I don't care if you ask Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan or me or you. It's not about getting somewhere. And I think we put our heads down. We just have to get there. It's that's not it. That it's about the journey because that's where the good stuff comes from. You know. I, I was speaking to Janet Atwood yesterday who wrote the passion test and she just said, it's, it's every minute. It's that choice to be present because you know, some of my best stories are the worst things that ever happened in my life. You know, the war stories and, and the different things. So if we can assume that everything in our life is perfect and we're right where we're supposed to be, even if we got a bad grade on a test or we got a no from a publisher or we didn't get that gig we wanted or whatever. It's like, if you just live with, well, what if we're not in charge? What if it's not about me? And what if there's just more to the story? And if I just keep on going, responding to feedback, obviously, but not letting it derail me, then life will be a little bit easier on this journey to transformation and change in the world.
0: Yeah. What I'm hearing from you, from what you've said so far is, Here's really the formula for success. Give yourself permission to succeed. Second, be focused. Third, be consistent and continue going even when you have the ups and downs. And if you do that, it's going to work out. And it sounds like you guys joined uh, the many, many success stories that were decade-long overnight successes.
1: Yeah, and and when people say, oh, it's an overnight success, I'm like, you know. Yeah, no, my child was in a swing watching the Lion King for the first 12 months of his life. You know, I've been put in jail for child abuse. It wasn't easy. But also I think what's really important is clarity. So when you're really, and I know you teach this because I know a lot of my students tell me how amazing you are when they come and they work with you. Mm, But When you you have clarity about where you're going and you are on purpose and you are living your passion because you have to or, or it won't work. And and all of a sudden, especially if things go well, and they will, if you do that, everybody starts coming at you with all these different things. Oh, I have this idea. You should opportunities,
0: do this. more opportunities. Right. I get opportunities every day. I turn them all down.
1: Exactly, it's the universe saying, "Are you sure you're going to? Are you sure you're committed? Yep. Are you sure you want to do this? Because it's so easy to get derailed. But you know, one of the things for me, my job was sort of the gatekeeper of is this about your agenda or is it about helping me get to where I'm going? And I don't mean it in a selfish way, but at some level it feels selfish if you haven't given yourself permission to really put yourself first so you can get there. And that doesn't mean blow your kids off, you know, or, or your spouse, but you have to put, you have to say it's for me, not against you. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I wish you the best and I'm on this mission and over time, as we started to get things to go well, and I started to do some co-branding deals, the first question I always ask myself, if I'm going to go out and do a proposal to a pharmaceutical company or a multi-level or anybody to co-brand, why is it a win for them? It has to be a synergistic win. It's reciprocity at its best. But it's never just about me. If I am if I have an ask, I really, really figured out a way that it's a win for both parties and I truly believe it and and so I think it's really important that that's where those little things that you know, those fine lines you know that are selfish or really synergistic um it's an interesting dance as you go through as I'm sure you've seen over the yeah. year
0: how how do you talk about how important it is to get focused, and I, I, I sound like a broken record. It's like all I ever say all the time. Hey, I want to do this and this and this, and I go, great. Uh, well, you can, but you won't. Um, I guess it's possible. You could do seven things at the same time, but you're not going to. Uh, we've talked about how important it is to be focused, but how can someone get focused? Or why do you think that people have a hard time being focused? I, I would love to hear this message from you. Um, because you have all this experience with it. And I love hearing that time, the, those six years of just continued focus, continued focus, continued focus. And I know that's what it takes to succeed, but yet so many people are still going, they think, well, I'm different. I can do it differently and I can, whatever. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, whoever's watching right now, you're not different. You're special in many ways. This is not one of them. Uh, how can they get focused? How can they get focused? What advice do you have for someone who isn't focused?
1: Well, I mean, I was lucky. I I worked. I always have a partner in something, whether it's in you know, the, the chicken soup work, Canfield, or even my girlfriend's project, I have a partner. But I, I think it's who you surround yourself with, who you ask for help from. But also, if you create a list of what has to happen and you chunk it down and you know an order, it's sort of like if you're in New York you know what the map looks like. So first you have to draw out the map and pretty pretty much anybody can do that. And then you have to look at, all right, so what are the five things? This is what we did. We call it the rule of five. You've heard it from Jack. You've probably heard it from Mark, but we really said each day, first thing in the morning, do five things that are going to get you closer to that goal. And if you do them first, when you're really excited and you're not tired, it's like if I said to you, well, um, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym, but I don't know when. Well, the gym probably won't see me for a week, if not a yeah. month or a year. But if I know that the night before I go to bed, I write down, like, what are the five things that I have to do in the morning to get closer to what that goal looks like? And I have a lot of stuff going on. You have know, the one-day events that we're doing in June. I have my permission-granted project. I have – which all kind of permission and goal friends go hand in hand. And then I have some stuff that I'm doing as far as the train-the-trainer goes – But I have to look at each one of those areas, what needs to be done by when, I have to put it in a calendar and I have to follow it. And if I don't plan it out, and I would say the biggest thing for me would be to take some time off with yourself or with a group of people that are there to support you. And if you're not really focused and a lot of people that are authors and speakers are more creative than they are focused, ask for help. I don't care, Jack and I used to call it the Polish production line just sit here while I do this, even if you do nothing, I know you're here, so I have to stay on track. <laughs> Seriously. That's great. And, it, and it, it, it works, so it's just, have somebody, you know, if you if you can't afford to have an employee or someone work with you, ask the most OCD person you know, or someone that is so anally retentive that can keep you on track, that won't judge you, but just wants to support you. Like, nope, back to this, what are we gonna do? Because often we lose focus when we get stuck. And so that's what derails us. And if we have too many goals, we do the easy thing. So have one big goal for now, especially if it's a book or if it's to be a speaker and just do those certain things every day to get you closer to that goal.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that idea of getting, you know, hey, if you can just hire someone just to watch you, just to be over your shoulder, at least you're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Was there ever a time where you wanted to quit? Was there ever a time where things got so hard that you said, I don't want to continue this? Maybe it's just, it's just too tough. You know, I'm thinking maybe not 1989, but maybe 91, 92, 93. Was there ever a time where uh, you quit before you hit, before where, was there ever a time where you wanted to quit before you hit that tipping point?
1: so not with chicken soup because with chicken soup it was jack and mark and i and even though we were probably making two dollars an hour literally there was that um there was that we were all working towards the same thing so if one person was down the other was up so no i didn't but did i ever want to quit absolutely there was times i'm like i'm just done with this it's too hard i'm frustrated uh absolutely but But I'll tell you what, that frustration wasn't because of what was going on outside. It was because what was going on inside. It was my lack of consciousness to say, if if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And what do I need to ask for? And what clarity do I need to have to ask for what I need? And I think lots of times we get tired, we get emotional, we have outbursts. Instead of saying, wait, what is it that's really happening here? What, What needs do I have that are not being met? that I need to go find someone that can help me get there, ask for help, or stop doing something I am doing to do that. So if I assume that everything really does come back to me, not in a passive aggressive way, like, oh, I have to do it all by myself, you know, which I was the queen of for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I would go to Jack and say, I've got this great idea. And he would, he would give me a hundred questions. And, and my knee jerk reaction would be, why don't you just trust me? You know, I've done all these things and I'd have my whole resume and I'd rattle off all the ways I've made money. And really, all I needed to say was um, thank you for asking me the questions I didn't ask myself. And I appreciate the fact that you are so logical and linear that the more clarity we have on all these things, probably the sooner and least amount of uh, pain and suffering it will bring me. But I had a story going on in, my, in myself that if he's questioning me, then he doesn't trust me, or he doesn't believe in me. And I just, I was making this stuff up internally. So I would say, if you get to that feeling, check your ego at the door, let go of any stories you've given any event that allowed you to create that story and go back and say, wait, is this really true? Is this really a fact? And then what did I tell myself about this and what could I have told myself to make me feel better to keep going forward?
0: Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think that's incredible. And, and I think it goes back to that focus. It goes back to that focus and that clarity on what it is that you're doing and having a mission that pulls you. It doesn't just push you. It's something that that pulls you that you can keep moving forward and keep moving forward. Um, if you could go back, if you can go back to the very beginning of your career And you could, let's say you could go into a time machine and you could speak to yourself. What are the words of wisdom? What are the pieces of advice that you would give to yourself?
1: I would say, um, own your successes. And I would say, uh, don't just own them, embody them. I would say, really get clear about what you want. So when success happens, we sort of live in that success for a while. But how do you, how responsible do you want to be about that success? And what value do you bring to the table? For me, I, I if, if I had to do it over again, I would have asked for a larger percentage. I would have um, owned more of it along with these two guys because the three of us were really in it together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I would have done things differently. But my story was... I'm lucky, I'm a woman, Um, it could be anybody, but that's not true. We were put together for a reason and I didn't own the value of what I had to deliver Mm. to guys. And that's probably, and I would appreciate probably even more what they were giving to me. And so people say, how do you come up with these ideas? And it's like, that was Mark Victor Hansen's crazy brain. And how do you know to be so compassionate or this, that was Jack's teaching. I had like two crazy parents on two totally opposite ends of the spectrum when I think of these two guys. And I was lucky. And it was divine at the same time. I mean, I I can't, at this point in my life, I know now that we were all put together for a reason. And so I would say really own what you are and who you are and what you bring to the table. And, and ask yourself what's it really worth and ask other people too.
0: It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me how simple success really is. I think people make it so complicated and I, to me, it all comes down to what you said at the beginning is that it's about giving yourself permission. It's about giving yourself permission. It's about believing that you are capable. It's about believing that you are worthy and, you know, we can see you now and see like, well, yeah, of course, you've done all of these things. Look at all you've done. Look at, at this huge company that you've built. Look at, you know, you've been the backbone of this company, which is one of the largest personal development companies in history. And it's incredible that you've been there. And I love that you've been as transparent as you've been to be able to talk about this because people need to hear it. People think that at the top, everything's going to be easy. People think that when you get this, it's going to be easy. And I don't know about you. I'm, I'm, let's say if there's a mountain, you're way up here and I'm, I'm on my way up there, but I'm, I'm not, I have not had the same kind of experiences that you've had. But what I have experienced is every bit more success that I have, there's more mental barriers for me to jump through. There's more, um, there's, there's more doubt. There's not less. There's not less doubt. There's more doubt. Every bit of success I get, every every step I take forward, I'm faced with more doubt, more confrontation. It doesn't go away. And for all the people watching, all the people listening, you must confront this now. And don't think that that the actions are going to change it. Don't think the success is going to change it. You're going to continue to have these mental barriers. And in my mind, it's it's just about giving yourself permission. It's just about stepping into your greatness and being able to push through those barriers.
1: It's true, and in lots of times, and you've been to some of the workshops that Jack's done, and, and several of them, and you know he always says in the beginning, write down your successes from zero to a certain age, you know, and to eighteen or whatever, then eighteen to thirty, and and I used to think that was the dumbest exercise on the planet (laughs) why why does this matter you know and then at one point I realized if I literally went back and looked at every success I've ever had and then I and I dialed back a little bit further just before I had the success how did I feel Mm. scared freaked out about to quit but I kept going and I got it and so now I look at it and I say all right This is just the feeling I get right before something good is about to happen. So I acknowledge it and I can take it to, I mean, I can, let me give you an analogy that I like to use. That's really dummies down to the best of my ability. When I used to go out of town, I would be a horrible person to my family, screaming at the kids, screaming at my husband, like two days before I was stressing out. I had so much to get done. I got to pack, blah, blah, blah. And then one day I went, Oh, this is just me two days before I have to go away. I can choose to change my behavior. I can pack earlier. I can be more you know, planned out so there's nothing ambiguous about where I'm going. And I can do this calmly. And then I never went crazy again. So it's awareness of how could I have done this differently if I could do it differently? Or if I'm freaking out, if I'm doubtful, if I'm about to give up, well, if I didn't give up, what, what's possible? What could happen? So if someone says no, my, my, my response is always like, well, if it was yes, what would it take to make it a yes?
0: Mm.
1: And if I get a rejection, what would have had to happen for me to get a yes out of that rejection? So don't let it stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah. It's so easy for us to go all like in a tailspin and think all the bad things, but here's the deal. Those thoughts are a habit. So what if you could create a new habit that said, you know what? It just wasn't right for that person. Just was the wrong time, wrong person. You know what? The universe is supporting me. And when I get a yes, that's going to be the right yes that I should be working with. So I'm going to be grateful for that no. Unless you're so obsessed, then go back and ask a different way. Yeah, I've heard no several times when I finally got a yes because I was – adamant that it was going to be a good thing and it was a win for both. But yeah. I asked myself, what didn't I articulate in that conversation that I got to know and what did they need to hear or see that I need to show them to get there? So let's say you go do a launch and it doesn't work. Is it because the product's not any good? No, it's because. They haven't
0: seen the product.
1: They haven't seen the product. You just didn't make it land well enough for them to, to be able to um, connect with it and know that it was for them.
0: Yeah. I heard something recently that was groundbreaking to me. I said that normal people, when they, um, when they get whatever result they don't want, when they get a no, when they have what they would call a failure, whatever you call that, um, when they, a normal person, they tend to give up when those things happen. Where a successful person, when they don't get the result that they want, they get curious. They don't go, oh, that was a failure. They go, interesting. Why did that happen? How come it didn't happen the way I thought it would? What, what needs to change? What was I bringing to the table? How can I do this differently? It's the same thing. You know, no, you know, Jack talks a lot about no equals next, but sometimes no can equal, hmm, I wonder why. I wonder what happened. No can equal, not now. No can equal a lot of different things. What's important is that a no doesn't stop you in your tracks.
1: Absolutely. And I have have a funny story about that. I I might've shared it with you. So the first time we ever got a big check, first time ever, years in, we finally got a royalty and I go in to ask Jack, I I walk in, I said, so all 20, whatever of me, you know, no clarity, no clear, like nothing, no clarity for me about what I wanted from this check. And all of us having worked together, I said, so how much of that am I going to get? And his response back was, well, what do you want? And I said, I don't know, $10,000. And he laughed and I walked out of my office. Op- I walked out of his office, went into mine. I was about to have a big story, get really upset, drive home, call my husband, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I went, huh? So I went back in and I said, I have a question. What didn't I do over all these years that we've been working on this for me to get a yes? And he went, go write yourself a check. Mm. And, he had never gotten a check. He was, it was like, it was like fresh in his hand. He didn't know what to do with it either. So I could have made up a big story about that and said, I went, wait a second. And I'm pretty sure he wanted me to get out of there quickly before I added a few zeros onto it. So, you know, but that's why it's so important to be clear about what you want yeah. and, and you know, and you have to be honest about what you want, because if you are honest about it and you articulate it and you, and you have those elevator speeches that we all teach, when someone says to you, what are you working on or what do you need, you can articulate it.
0: Yep. But if we
1: don't practice that, then when the big moment comes and the opportunity arises, we don't do it, we fumble through it. So I always say, if you have a goal, share it with everybody you know and get really good at saying it. So when that one big person comes in that can actually take you from where you are to where you wanna go, you can say it so well and be, have it so embodied in you that they're like, huh, I wanna help, you know?
0: Yeah, because they get it, they understand it. Um, Sorry, keep going.
1: No, I'm just saying there's been, there's a million things we did. You probably have a dream big vision board that we created. Yep. I was on a soccer field. My son was in sixth grade playing soccer. One of the dads walked up to me. What are y'all working on? I'm actually working on this amazing vision board we're going to put a book and a journal in it. It's going to look like this right now. All these vision boards after the secret look like, you know, it's on, they look like ransom notes. Yep. And yep. he said, well, tell me more. And I gave him a whole visual of it. He said, you know, I'm, I've been doing a bunch of infomercials. If you all want, I'd love to fund that infomercial for you. Wow. I said on the soccer field. Oh, nothing. I'm just up to my usual, but I shared my vision and my goal. And I got a million dollar infomercial produce that costs me nothing. Wow. So again, you just don't underestimate who's right in front of you. Yeah. So important. And especially, especially for women, permission to speak up, say, write your goal down now say it out loud. And for all of your trainers and speakers and authors, don't edit what it is you really want don't logically logical logicize yourself to your goal go put down what you really want i don't care if it's a 10-year-out goal because if you if you're honest the universe will support you people will show up and you'll be present enough to notice and that's huge
0: yes i i say this often this has to be your vision it can't be the vision that you think you're supposed to have it can't be the vision that that person in your life, whoever that is that you use as an excuse, not someone who's holding you back, that's what you might say, but that person you're using as an excuse wants, it can't be what you wanted five years ago because things change. This needs to be what you want. And if it's not what you want, it's not going to drive you. It's not going to push you. It's not going to move you.
1: That's right. And everybody can have an idea of what they think you should do, but it's got to be what you want. It has to be yours. And in my interview yesterday with Janet Atwood, the passion test, she said, and your passions can change. Yes. So it's, it's looking at what those are and how do they fit together. So if you have five passions, like I love to help people. I love to support women to speak up. I love to train small groups. I love to research and figure out how to make something more simple. But I can take all those five passions and put them together to create something magical. As long as I know that I'm going in one direction.
0: Yes. Um, So Patty, this has been incredible so far. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you for showing up. And I don't mean showing up as in being here, but showing up with this kind of authenticity. Um, There's a lot of different ways to get in contact with you, but I think the very best way is to show up at one of your live events. You guys have your one-day events, you have your big event, Breakthrough to Success. Uh, In fact, in the comments, if you've been to one of the Canfield live events, please comment, let us know your experience there. Uh, But it's something that I think everyone should go to, everyone should attend Breakthrough to Success this August. This is a life-changing experience. A lot of people know some of the things I've gone through, but because of applying the principles at these events, I've lost 50 pounds, I've literally quadrupled my income, and live a life that was just a dream at one point. And sure, there's always more. There's new dreams now, and there's always, but the things that I've done are in direct correlation to not just reading, not just learning, but to actually showing up at these kinds of events. Tell us a little bit about what's going to be going on this summer.
1: Well, a couple of things. So, we're doing a one day greatness. So, if you're in Portland, Houston, uh, Philadelphia, or Chicago, you can see us uh, on, you can go to jackcampbell.com slash uh, one day to greatness I think you can you'll find it if you google it um, that's a great way to start think,
0: can you put that into the comments I see you're watching right now can you put the link in the comments keep going
1: so that's one that's one way another way is to spend five days with Jack in the summer and um, and and literally just immerse yourself and I think for all of us it's really important that's breakthrough success it's in August I don't know the dates. I want to say fifth through eleventh um, or something. Um, it's in Scottsdale, Arizona, at the Fairmont Hotel. But it's you know you could go every single year and redo this because every year you're in a new place, you have a new awareness, you have new goals. That's a great thing to do. You could also just IM me on Facebook at you know Patty Aubrey um, with Facebook.com slash Patty Aubrey. Fan, that's my fan page where I have a bunch of different things happening. And if you're a woman and you really need to get into a group, I'm I'm running a new group for permission. And we do a year-long program of supporting you and giving yourself permission. Again, these things you don't learn them once and just have an aha moment, go okay. You have to practice, you have to put these new thoughts, these new ideas and these actions in and make them habits. As you know, Jake, you've done this, you've lost 50 pounds. You don't go to the gym once and it's over. Yep. So I just want to encourage people to pick and choose whoever it is that you want to follow, but do something that keeps you in the zone and keeps you in that space of always moving forward.
0: Yeah. So. The, and you the follow tr- me on
1: Instagram too, which I'm always letting people know what's going on on Instagram.
0: Perfect. One One thing I say a lot, and this is for myself, not just for people that I teach, but it's the training never stops. I'm always, I, I get to something at least once a quarter where I'm going to be there. Not for me, not just for, um, not, not going for something I'm training. I might show up so that I can go and be a student. And that has to be at least once a quarter. And the more that I've put into it, the more success that I've had. And I'd encourage everyone, come to Scottsdale, Arizona this summer. Um, you being a part of the team, it's hard to say, hey, drop whatever you have. You have to be there. Uh, But I'm going to say that just come, just make it, just make it be there, do whatever it takes to be there because it's an absolutely incredible experience that I would recommend to anyone who wants to take their life, their business, their career, your relationship, whatever it is to that next level.
1: Yeah. This life is not a test. And so often we are working for other people. We're doing all those things and we don't take time for ourselves. Yes. And I think that's the one saving grace that, When I was really in the trenches of chicken with Jack, we would take two or three days every quarter and work on the business Like really from it from a 50,000 foot view, you know, because if you your heads down all day long You're it's gonna be hard and you're gonna miss those Opportunities because you just don't have the clarity you need to be able to see them and it's sad, you know They show up all the time.
0: Yep, absolutely So we have time for one or two questions from people who are watching live. I know there'll be a lot of people watching replay, uh, but if you're watching live, put in a question into the comment. love to answer one or two. We've been getting a lot of great comments throughout this, tons of comments of people saying how much of an impact uh, the Canfield company has had on their lives, but there's also been a lot of comments about how much you personally have impacted people's lives, um, which is really incredible, really amazing. Um, While we're waiting for a, for a couple questions here, because there is a little bit of a delay uh, going live here. I'd like to ask you, is there any last thoughts you have for members of the speakers, authors and coaches network?
1: Oh gosh, don't settle. Don't settle and, and do everything you can do to keep yourself in the game, whether it's going to see Jake, whether it's going to, another program just it's to me, people that work with me, it's just it's the thing that keeps them going. And I, I do a call every Tuesday for this thing called Business in a Box, which you've probably seen me promoting. It's a very simple marketing platform that every author speaker coach should have. It's amazing. Um and ask me about it if, if you want to, if you're interested in painless marketing for very little money. But even those calls for me, I have a guy who's my technology partner. I get on those calls because they pump me up. You, you, you have to have that outside rah-rah going on. I mean, it's life. You know, we're human. We, we can go to the dark side very easily. So surround yourself with the stuff that you need so your gas tank is always full.
0: Love it. Uh, here's an interesting question. What kind of sacrifices have you needed to make in order to have the success that you've had?
1: Gosh, well, um, I didn't get to stay at home with my kids. I chose to be a working mom. So I missed a lot of things that I probably should have been at. But I, again, I looked at what's the best way to handle that. I had a nanny that came on immediately when the kids were born and she's still a family friend today. So I I think that was a sacrifice, but if you ask my boys, they say, mom, anybody could have driven us to practice. Nobody could have showed us how to live their passion the way you did. And so my kids are living passionate lives because I showed them that and I could have easily bought into guilt and what other women thought because I was out running around the country doing book deals. And um, so I guess that was a sacrifice on some level but I actually think if I had bought that story, the bigger sacrifice would have been everybody's insanity in my house, to be honest.
0: Mm. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, then Trina asks, what is the experience you've had in the last five years? I'm not exactly sure what she means by that, but let's just share an experience, a great experience, a positive experience, or a challenge that you've faced over the last five years.
1: I think the last five years have been the most challenging five years. You know, I, I was, I'm 54 and you get to 49 and you think, is this it? Or am I going to really step up and own my greatness? And I would say in the last five years, that's really when I've done it. And I think you get to a certain age and to say, I, I can't hide any longer. And my mom passed away and she said on her deathbed, promise me that I raised you as the daughter you're meant to be. And promise me you will not hide behind that man because you have done just as much and are as important enough and have a big message to share. Mm. And so for me, I say to people, don't wait for something like that to happen. You are great already. Own your greatness and just let it be and be willing to be scared, be willing to have it feel like, like it's awkward. You'll feel like an imposter until one day you don't mm. and then magic happens and people need to hear your message and yeah. they need to. And everybody, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That was chicken soup. Uh, you know, Oprah can do something. We can all say, well, that's Oprah. But when the average woman or man stands up, your neighbor next door does something so selfless by showing up, by being brave and being an example, that's courage. And that's that's really um, admirable.
0: One last question here from the comments is, what do you do if, and this person said you're significant other, but you could say, What do you do if your significant other or some other person in your life that you really care about doesn't approve or doesn't support what you're doing?
1: That's a good question. I have one of those. Um, he didn't for a long time and I, you know, it's, it's like, again, it's the same thing. So if you are going to do what God put you on this planet to do, you are going to gracefully, gracefully find a way to embody and stand in your power and say, I can appreciate that, and I love you, and this is important to me, and, it, and I'm going to do it, and I, I really hope you'll support me. And if you have any issues or fears or things that are, are obstacles in your mind, let's t- sit down and take those obstacles and turn them into opportunities. Because I'm on a mission, I don't have a choice, it's, you know, we're all born for a reason, and I'm living my purpose. And when I finally did it gracefully in that way, it's amazing how everybody else changes, but really you changed Mm. because you owned your power and your clarity and your grace. And you say it in a way that makes it land and things do shift.
0: That's incredible. Thank you so much for this whole conversation. Uh, you've been so transparent and I think extremely powerful people in the comments, please let Patty know how much you've appreciated this, uh, conversation. She'll be able to see them afterwards. I want to say thank you. One more time. What, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: They can go to my Facebook page. Uh, my fan page, Patty Aubrey is a U B E R Y. Lots of people spell it wrong. Um, and and just send me an instant message and uh or they can call you and say wait jake who is this person we need to see both of you together somewhere
0: sounds (laughs) good let's do something
1: and i'm so proud of you and i'm so excited jake all my students have they're all talking about you there's thousands of them and i'm really really happy for your success that's why i'm here because i want to see you be the best version of you and you're on such a great path and i want to congratulate you
0: Well, thank you so much, Patty. That means the world to me. Uh, You're someone I've looked up to for a long time, so this means a lot. Um, Just want to say one more time how much I appreciate you and you coming here. You have a fantastic day. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you so much for listening to the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, Share it with somebody who needs this information. If you're not already a part of our Facebook community, come and join us in the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network at facebook.com slash groups slash speaker, author, coach, or simply search the Speakers, Authors, and Coaches Network. Thanks again for listening. Remember, what you do matters. You can turn your dreams into your reality. Together, we are changing the world one message at a time.